Welcome back to the Time Out Podcast, Christian Pandios and Jack Mooney. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good today, CP, and I couldn't be more shocked or surprised right now over the result of the Clippers-Nuggets game last night. What a game, I and mean, what a series. I agree, what a series. I, the fact that this series at three, was at 3-1 and went to Game 7, even in Game 6, I think it was just a shock to pretty much the whole of the basketball community. But what happened last night, I, there's so many things I want to say that – it just anger me, angers me sometimes because I picked the Clippers to win the finals originally, and to choke like that, like so you did a lot of people. So many people: Doc Rivers, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, everybody. I don't even know. On paper, there is clearly no way that that Clippers team is worse than the Nuggets team. It's just not. The talent isn't there. The coaching. I mean, apparently it's there now. But the fact that I picked out, I was saying how good of a coach Doc Rivers was and how I was wrong about him, but I might have been wrong about him again. Like, I'm just so upset right now about this. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think first, though, we have to give credit to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, down 3-1 against the Jazz in the first round. Can't come back from that. And they're down 3-1 against the Clippers. Basically, everyone is writing them off. I don't think there was one person who thought they were going to come back from 3-1 to to the, to the, against the Clippers. They come back from that, winning game seven. I mean, it's just totally impressive to them. Props to them. And good luck against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. But, yeah, going back to the Clippers, there's, it's really like who do you blame? It's like the blame game. You could blame Kawhi, but he had like he had pretty good stats the entire series. I mean, he had multiple 30-point games. He was a dud in game seven, only 14 points, like 25% from the field. You could blame him. But I think the real blame you have to put it on, as you said, is Doc Rivers. The Clippers were a team that had championship expectations and the team that has championship expectations and are the favorites to win the finals, they shouldn't not know who they are. Like it still seems like in a game seven in the second round, they didn't know what their rotations were, which is kind of concerning if you're a favorite to win the finals. Like they didn't know if they wanted to play Zubac in the, in crunch time. I mean, Reggie, one game, Reggie Jackson would be playing 20 minutes, one game he wasn't playing at all. I mean, you could, um, what's his name, Patrick Beverly, he was in and out of the starting lineup. And then their bench, like Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell, they, two six-minute-a-year candidates, they weren't effective at all. It just looked like they were not there mentally, which I think that could be their fault. But as from a coach, Doc Rivers, a guy who was regarded as one of the best coaches in this league, how can you not get your team together? How can you not make them a whole and to make them win with beat this Nuggets team to go to the finals as you're the favorite. I mean, I think it, it has to fall on him, right? They no, I agree. A three one lead. I agree with you. And plus, not only is this, it's not like the Clippers were a young team in a sense, where it's just like not at all up and coming. This is a veteran heavy team. Kawhi Leonard has been in the league for almost 10 years. Paul George, same thing. Montrose Harrell has been in the league for a while. Lou Williams, he's 33, 34 years old. All these guys, the only young player on their lineup is Ivaka Zubak. And, they had exactly. no idea what to do with him. The, I remember the announcers were saying in uh, game five, they were like, Ivaka Zubak, surprising to see all these minutes. But then the next mm-hmm. game, he's playing 40 minutes, 30 minutes, zero minutes. Like, no one knows what he wants to do. And another reason I'm just so upset right now is look at this uh, Clipper defense. They have Pat Beverly, first team, all, could be all defensive first team. Kawhi Leonard, right, uh, three-time or two-time defensive player of the year. Paul George, amazing defender. Montrezl Harrell, amazing defender. The only viability on that lineup was, the, um, was Lou Williams. And mm-hmm. he's a six-man, so that's why he doesn't start. But the fact that they, let the Nugget, they got outscored by the Nuggets pretty much every single game, how can you not stop Jamal Murray? It, it just so angers me. 
they have all this talent and all this like just defensive mind, uh, a great defensive. Yeah, they're mind. supposed to be a defensive and, team, but it's it's not even that though. I mean, it, Jamal Murray played unbelievable. He it's played more, unbelievable, I, but there has I to be a game more, plan against him. I thought that they. You're right. There does there does have to be, and especially with him and Jokic. I mean, they it, their pick and roll is almost. I mean, I didn't think Jokic was that effective last night at all. He he shot abysmal for five from thirteen from the field. I think off um his shot wasn't falling, but just the he the way he impacts the game is so significant. I mean. The Clippers would almost double him every single time he touched the ball. But Jokic just has this ability. He can always find the open man once they double him. He'll look out to the guys on the three-point line, but then he'll dump it to the guy right under the basket, and the Clippers will have no idea who he's passing to. You know, they'll shoot for an easy dunk. I mean, I think it showed what he had about – he had like 13 assists. He had 21 rebounds. I think offensively he wasn't great. Well, that's because the Clippers kind of had to game plan against him because they kept throwing double teams at him because Jokic was scorching them from the three in game six and game five. But I think offensively is, the Clip- is where the Clippers really struggled. I mean, if Ka- Kawhi wasn't, he wasn't his best. And because Kawhi wasn't his best, no one else stepped up. I mean, Paul George hasn't really been in the entire series. Guys like Patrick Beverly, who is supposed to be an off- a defensive-minded player, is not really there in the offensive end. Lou Williams, whose specialty is as being a shot maker couldn't hit a three for his life I mean and Montrez Harrell a guy who just won the sixth man in the year I think he was almost a liability for this team the only guy on their bench I liked was Jermichael Green who was supposed to not even get a lot of minutes no I agree with you 100% and another thing in game six this was or game five sorry can't remember off the top of my head but do you see how much the Clippers were depending on Montrez Harrell in the fourth quarter they were practically giving him the ball every time trying to him be the shot creator and it annoyed me because why isn't Kawhi Leonard out there doing it this is what allowed the Clippers to blow like 20 point leads throughout this whole series like that shouldn't happen like there was no no one wanted to step Kawhi like I know Kawhi had a couple 30 point games this series but he wasn't an alpha dog at all and Not Doc well. Rivers was so complacent in just saying, yeah, let's have Montrezl Harrell uh, go, down, go down low and him, he can be our guy. Montrezl Harrell should not be your go-to option, especially in the fourth quarter of games. And he was just it was so, – it was so obvious how much better Jokic was than him at everything. Like, I wouldn't even say Jokic is the best defender in the world, but he made Montrezl Harrell look like a, like a real yeah, like, high school was player. Doing, and you, Jokic was doing anything he wanted on, on. – against Harrell. Like, Harrell could not stop him at all. It was just play after play, no, like, go right at him. The, the Nuggets don't have a dominant wing, so it was almost like you could put, like, Kawhi or Paul George, but no, they, they were just they were just standing there watching Montrose Harrell get destroyed every play. And I don't understand how you could play a guy like that who he can't shoot the three at all, he couldn't even finish, which is his specialty, and his defense was just... Invisible. Not existent. It was like a cone, practically. And he was and playing you, so many minutes. Yeah, you touched on this. But the, it, I think it really shows with a team, if they're blowing, like, in game five, they blew, what, a 15-point lead? They had 15-point yeah. lead in the third quarter. Game six, 19-point lead in the, in the third quarter. Game seven, set like, seven- or eight-point lead in, in the third quarter. And they're getting blown out at the end of these games. They're getting blown out. I don't – that – it, there's something systemically wrong with the team if they're losing, if they're getting blown out after they're up by so much in the third quarter. It, that just can't happen because it almost like they didn't. Like they didn't care. Like they were yeah, just like, eh, they, whatever. We'll, yeah, we'll the win. urgency. The urgency wasn't there. They felt because they were up three one, they could ride the rest of the series out, win easily. But no, this Nuggets team wasn't going to go away like that. And if you're up by so much in 
like a third quarter and you blow those leads completely, I think it just really shows the lack of chemistry because you don't blow those huge leads if your entire team is on the same page. Yeah, I agree with you. The lack of, chem- lack of chemistry hasn't been there the whole year, clearly. And also, Paul George throughout this whole playoffs was, wasn't there. It was almost – I don't even know where he was. Paul George, especially last night, he had, only, he had 10 points. That is horrendous for a player of his caliber. So think, think about it. A guy we voted for, he came in third in MVP voting last it, year. He was, he was probably up there. People were like, is he a top five player? That was a legit question last year. Yeah. Asking if Paul George was a top five player. I don't think he's in the top 15 anymore. Maybe even not even the top 20. Like, you can make a case that like, the way Jason Tatum affects his team is better than Paul George. Because Tatum's going 30-point games in the yeah. playoffs. And Paul George, four for 16, playoff P. Like, where is that guy? I definitely take Jason Tatum over Paul George at this point, actually, just because Jason Tatum, his, his offensive game, it's, it's just been there. It's been more polished, uh, more polished than Paul George this entire year. And, yeah, that, that, it just, it's really disappointing that the Clippers haven't, haven't really been able to capitalize on the talent they've had. I mean, we know with the Chris Paul years that those teams, they were expected to win championships. They never got past the second round. Now this Kawhi team with Paul George, they were supposed to win the championship. Can't make it past the second round again against the against the Denver Nuggets. I mean, it just—it's really disappointing. And you just have to ask yourself, where do the Clippers go from here? It's a really scary question if you think about it. I've been saying this for a while now. The window for the Clippers to win a championship—it could possibly be insanely small, because Kawhi and Paul George can opt out of their contracts next year. And I know you're going to say, "Oh, where are they going to go?" But I don't think that's the point. Because today in the NBA, there's such a movement of player empowerment. And players, if they decide they want to go somewhere, they're going to make it happen. They're not going to take no for an answer. So if the Clippers disappoint again next year, it's definitely not out of the question that either Kawhi or Paul George are going to want to leave. Because they're not going to be in their primes forever. They're going to want to win. And maybe this Clippers team just doesn't have what it takes. No, they're definitely the window is very small. And it's shrinking, especially after such a disappointing I mean, not even disappointing, abysmal loss in the second round. But the question I think is, what do the Clippers do for next season? Do they, I wouldn't say you can't blow up the roster, but there's going to have to be some trades made. I don't think that, I think a guy like Montrez Harrell now has proved that he's expandable, especially for the money that he's going to ask for from the Clippers. And I love Lou Williams, but he was nowhere to be found. We just can't have regular season, Lou. You need a guy like Lou was, was one of the reasons that the Clippers, I had them over the championship edge because I thought the Lakers didn't have someone who could come off the bench like he could. And, and it's kind of ironic because, I mean, the, the Clippers, they have two sixth men of the year candidates. <laughs> they have the sixth men of the year, and we're talking about them having to blow up their bench. But that's a legit thing. They probably do have to get some new guys. Pat Beverly, bench. too. Like, I, he didn't have that great of a year, and he was one, one of the reasons I was so high on them. He, Not at he's, all. He's always in the media for the wrong reasons. I mean, he's like a poor man's Marcus Smart. He, yeah. He can't do any of the things Marcus Smart can like do. If, sure, he's a, he's a Last year, he's a Pat Beverly defense. was amazing, like the way mm-hmm. that, that he was. But oh, what is he now? He's kind of just – exactly. He's a poor man's Marcus Smart with the worst defensive game that he's ever had. And he's always he, getting technicals. He's always getting into in stuff for the and, wrong reasons. I think he just – it's just always a show for him, and I do, I do respect it to an extent. I mean, he's a tough guy. I like having toughness in this day and age when a lot of players aren't like that, but I think he kind of just forgets that the goal is to win, and he's not doing that. It's a guy like Mark Smart, he's putting everything on the table to win, but 
Patrick Beverly is not even as talented as Marcus Smart, and he's causing all this havoc. It, I just, it just doesn't add up. And Patrick Beverly, like, obviously he's not as talented as a guy like Marcus Smart. But and you and we may and, uh, we could be like, well, he's a great guy in the locker room. The Clippers love him, his toughness. But if his toughness isn't translating to wins, just like media attention, no matter how much it doesn't bother, quote unquote, bother the other team. It's not worth it to have. He, I think Patrick Beverly should be off the team next year. I don't see any reason for the Clippers to need him. I think the Clippers need like a like – a, I don't know exactly. They could use a guy like Goran Dragic or something, someone who could space the floor, be the real point guard, and who's a definite starter. Um, I mean, the thing about this year's team, it was that they had so many guys. They had so many options to just get a bucket. That was a problem with the Milwaukee Bucks that we saw in their series against the Heat. When Giannis was shut down, when they built the wall, not a lot of guys could just get you a bucket. People always said Kawhi's the best get a bucket, get a stop guy, but he couldn't get a bucket this series. Neither could Paul George. Neither could Marcus Morris. Neither could Lou Williams. I mean, so it gets to a point where – you can't have all these guys who can just get a bucket, but they're not actually able to score. So, yeah, a guy like Goran Dragic or just I think maybe another veteran or someone like maybe like a Gordon Hayward. I know, he's not going to be available, but someone of that type of play style. See, yeah, I agree with you. Right now their bench, it's just it's really not working at all. And plus I forgot about the Marcus Morris acquisition. Like they, they're trading pretty much everything away. Like – the, exactly. The Clippers they have no. They have no future at all. If they don't win a championship in the next year, and Paul George and Kawhi leave, they are going to be one of the worst teams in the league for the next five to five to eight years because they traded away seven every, seven first round picks for Paul George. They traded like another one for Marcus Morris. Everything is gone, and that's why it is going to be so crucial for the Clippers to at least make the finals next year, or maybe they have to win it for them to stay. Because if they don't win the finals next year, I don't. I think there's a. They're not going to be able to attract Kawhi like they play. Leave. They don't need to attract necessarily like the, the LeBrons of the world, like that caliber players. Not but the all, players no. that need that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard need around them. Who's going to want to go there if they're clearly not winning? And who knows? Maybe Paul, maybe Paul George or Kawhi could be a problem in the locker room. We don't really know. All of it is just so it's out of our control at this point. Like what? Well, maybe they're not out of our control. Maybe they don't need to. Then you, you can also ask yourself this. Maybe they don't change the roster, really. They change the coach. That's – I mean, Doc has is such Do, a- Has Doc Rivers run his course in L.A.? It's been seven years. He's blown three 2-1 leads. He hasn't gotten past the second round. Has his time come to, to leave? Because we kind of saw it with Mike D'Antoni in Houston. They got to the conference finals. They didn't get, it didn't get past that. They weren't going to make the finals with him. It was, that was kind of said and done. They got to their max potential with him. So D'Antoni was kind of like, all right, I've done what I, I done, I've done what I could, I'm out. And the Rockets are going to get a new coach and maybe retool some things. But with the Clippers, obviously there's such a better chance of that team having success in the postseason. And maybe it's, they just need a fresh start. Maybe they, the team just needs a wake-up call. And I'm not saying Doc is not a good coach. I think he's a fine coach. He, he's had success in the past with teams, obviously with the 2008 Celtics team. But maybe this Clippers team, they've had him for so long, they just need a new voice in that locker room. And maybe Doc needs to go, unfortunately. Who would you say would be a good candidate for the Clippers job? Uh, off the top of my head, Jeff Van Gundy comes to mind. I don't know if he's going to be willing to be a head coach in the league. I know his name has been floating around the Rockets and stuff. But Jeff Van Gundy, I think, is a guy who would come into the Clippers locker room, no nonsense, say, you guys are talented. 
we need the time is now for us to win. We have the talent and he would just set them straight and put, make them have a good mindset. I think he'd be the coach because he just knows so much about the game of basketball and he's had success in the past as a coach with the Knicks. And he's such, he's such a great basketball mind. I think that's a guy who comes to mind for me. Yeah, I'd agree with Jeff Van Gundy because I wouldn't like the Clippers, honestly, to get rid of Doc Rivers at this point, even though I said great things about him. He, he proved what I thought originally, that he's really not the best, guy, the best coach in the world. But the, pro, the, the issue with firing Doc is there's really nobody else in the market, though. It's a bad time for it. If this was like two or three years ago when guys like Nick Nurse were hired, Budenholzer, Fizdale at the time was supposed to be like a good hire, tended to not being. The Clippers are really kind of in a no man's land because there's a lot of talent that's attracted. But then again, there's so much pressure. So you, it's only a select number of guys that would even want the job because they don't want to have to deal with all the – also thing with the Clippers. They have so many personalities there. Pat Bev, Paul yeah, George. I think that's the thing. I think it's more you just need to get a coach who connects with the players. I, I don't, obviously, we're not in the locker room. We don't know what's going on with Doc. And if he is connecting with the players, but just get a, even if they got a guy like like Ty Lue, who I don't think is the greatest coach, but is he's already like Ty Lue's already on the Clippers staff. He's he he connects with a, players. Yeah, he has, he has a way of getting to the players where it just works. We saw that 2016 with the Cavs. So I don't think that would even be like the worst hire because he'd just be able to get that team together with the right mindset. But I, I think what I'm trying to say is. For Doc, it's just about – it's not really who, about who replaces him. It's just about having, if, having a new voice in the room just because I don't think Doc in L.A. is working. It's been seven years, haven't gotten past the second round. I mean, when's the time going to come? What, how much does it take? Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. It's kind of – the Clippers, I don't know – like I, I'm very annoyed that they lost just because – of the prediction I made and just like, how do you blow that lead as just a basketball player and a fan? Like you're significantly, you're clearly the better team. And it just felt like to me that like these guys, they were just worn out of, and I don't know how they could be worn out. Do you still think Kawhi going to LA was his best option? I said he should have gone to the Lakers. I'm but, glad he didn't go to the Lakers because then I think the league would suck because no, the, the league would, would be, suck because the Lakers would, they'd be better than the Warriors. I think. Yeah, they would be the, they would be the, one of the best teams of all time if they had yeah. AD LeBron and Kawhi. So I'm glad that not happened. So let's let's take that out for a sec because that we no one wanted that to happen between Toronto and LA, which is the better option? I know my answer. I I, I thought he I thought he was going to stay in Toronto. I kind of wanted him to stay in Toronto. He went to LA, and the, both Toronto and LA and the Clippers they got in on the second round in the game seven. So I mean, it's. It's very it's like hard that. question because I think the Raptors probably would have won if they had Kawhi, but then I still think I don't. I, but then you'd you'd pick the Clippers to win also. I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that question. I think, I, I think I the mean, Clippers were still the best option because I think this was just a disappointment in a sense. I'm like, saying with with the with the Raptors, he should he should have stayed with the Raptors because they're in the this the inferior Eastern Conference. He have a much easier path to the finals. Because the Bucks still aren't what they need to be. Celtics are still a young team. And the Heat, I, I mean, great story. But I don't know if they have the talent to actually win a finals. But the Raptors, they do. That team clicked. Everything worked. Like, that, that, everything worked with that team. They had the coach. They had the players. They had the bench. And Kawhi left it. He didn't want to be there anymore. So the, to go to this Clippers team, which had the star power with Paul George, and the Clippers have sacrificed their entire future for this team, and now they can't even get past the second round. So it's almost like 
Kawhi, he's better off being the guy, like not having a second star because it's not the Clippers got Paul George, but it's how much has that even helped? They've almost would have been better off not even getting Paul George, keeping SGA instead and having all these draft picks to build for the future. And maybe Kawhi would want to stay longer. It's, it's a tough point because I do, because it was one I of still, the worst things they could have done. But yeah, it pretty much at this point is the worst thing they could have done. But at the time, it was the, the best move they could have done. Like no one knew that Paul George would just tank from being at third in MVP voting to who is that guy? You're right. And you have to also have to take into account that if it was Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi only, would have gone there. Yeah, exactly. Without Paul was, George. Kawhi, was Kawhi only going to LA if Paul George went, which that sounds like a Kawhi thing, if we're being honest. But so, yeah, then the Clippers probably had to have gotten Paul George, but still. If the team's not working out, so if they don't win championship, it wasn't worth it, and they could only have one more year, as we keep saying, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about. So yeah, I agree with yeah, crazy one more year. I don't think it's going to be one more year. I think it'll be longer. But if you're Jerry West in the front office, if you're Steve Ballmer, if you're Doc, you really you must be you. I you can't be comfortable right now. You can't say oh we can just run it back because. It's running, time's running out. Time's running out. Clearly, yeah. this team didn't work. And you, you couldn't even beat the Nuggets. How are you going to beat the Lakers? Yeah. And, the, but, and I just want to say congrats to LeBron James on winning his fourth NBA championship. He's, he's, he's closer to that number six that, he's, that he wants. It's, it, was a, it was a great year, guys. We know who's winning the finals now. Yeah. It's going to be the Lakers. It's the Lakers. I mean, Congratulations, we, Jack, too, on your yes, uh, finals my, prediction. My finals pick. <laughs> this will look bad if they don't win. But, yeah, I mean – I've always I, thought the Lakers, I think LeBron's playing better than ever right now. I mean, he's, his shot has come back. AD's, AD's been great also. And really the bench has really been stepping up. Danny Green, KCP, they're, they're all actually playing well. Rajon Rondo, it looks like Rondo from the Celtics. Me, I mean, Dwight Howard's playing really well. And whoever would have thought that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the team's really starting to come together, that Lakers team. And I think, I think against the Nuggets, it's Nuggets' great story. But I think I'm thinking the Lakers win in five or six. I think it could be five. No, I can't see them winning that many games against the Lakers. Yeah, the Nuggets. I, mean, I, like, I hate. To, I hate to write off the Nuggets because no one thought they were had a chance against the. But no one could stop play. LeBron. And I don't, I'm not trusting the Nuggets' oh. wing wing play to yeah, exactly. stand in front of LeBron. And I don't. And I think that now that there's a legit big man for Jokic, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. very interesting because Anthony Davis really has been playing. Like, yeah. No one's stopping him. So we were both wrong about the Bucks obviously going to the finals. It's now Heat Celtics. Who do you have going to the finals from the Eastern Conference? Mm, I have the Heat. You have the Heat? Okay, I have the Celtics in seven. I think it's going to be Lakers-Celtics. I think that's great for the league, one of the old best rivalries in sports, and I think the Lakers will I think the Lakers will win that in probably five or six games. So, yeah, yeah that, I, think, I think that's where we leave off. A lot of questions for the Clippers, a lot of uncertainty. I wouldn't want to be a Clippers fan right now or anyone on the Clippers team because you just don't – what a disappointment. Yeah, what a disappointment. With disappointment, but I think I'll that's say, it. I'll say one thing now. I have the Heat in the finals against the uh, Lakers, but mm-hmm. if the Celtics do win, I see them putting up a better fight than the Heat would. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I could see that. Celtics. I think the Celtics are a better team than the Heat. I think they have more weapons. So with Gordon Hayward back, I think they have a lot of wings that could maybe challenge the Lakers. But I think the Lakers do cruise to the twenty twenty championship. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so that was great talk about the Clippers. I mean, a lot of questions, but um, yeah, I guess we'll talk again. We'll see how these Western Conference fin- or all these these Conference Finals, finals. matchup goes.
yeah, it, it'll be, they're going to be great, but yeah. um, make sure to tune into next episode and thanks for listening. Super, uh, time, uh, time signing off.